Hey, brother. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Are we are we live? We're live. Yeah. Cool. So you're the host of this podcast. Yep. This is uh this will be number two. It's uh we did number one with Kirst uh back in September, I think. So yeah. Are you ready? It it must have been after September, maybe not. Uh, maybe Feels October. Like it was sooner than that. Yeah. I thought you did yeah. one with Sam. No, no, we're we're gonna do one uh, pretty soon though. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I. Uh, Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're okay, good. Okay, because I have clear. my AirPods in. Me too. Excellent. Oh, sweet! I didn't know, I didn't know about this app. That's good to know. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about stoicism today. And uh, I know you've, you've prepped a little bit and um, no worries. I got kind of, uh, you know, a few things we'll, we'll go through and I'll kind of guide us. Um, yeah. So why don't we start with your background? Sure. So what does that mean? Who am I and what do I do for a living? Yeah, whatever whatever you want it to mean. Okay. Um so I'm your sister first and foremost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um yeah, I mean we were born in Ukraine and which is a former Soviet Union country. Uh you were born in 83 and I was born in 84. Mommy had us just a couple months apart. Um, so she got busy with daddy. Wow. Um, you're, you're starting way back. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you let me have the floor. You let me have the floor. Okay. Okay. And, um, and then we came to Canada in 91 cause, cause our dad was a historian and a scholar and he got some good connections. So we came to Canada and settled in Edmonton. Um, and then many years later, like probably 20 years later, no, 24, no. Yeah, so seven years old, four, ten, fourteen, seventeen years later, I moved to Boston with our parents. You stayed in Canada, and that's when I started um, seriously consider- pursuing journalism. And I did that for about ten years, being a news reporter. And it took me to places like Cambodia, where I reported from abroad and um, witnessed a murder, actually, which was very traumatizing. And then I came back to Boston, all the while you were still in Canada, and I kind of moved into, uh, well, I went to Boston, then I came back to Canada, to Ottawa, did another year of uh, reporting at a political outfit, um, reporting on Parliament Hill, and then I moved into PR um, in New York City, and kind of became a public relations professional and started focusing on marketing and communications, got married, almost four years later, got divorced, um, moved to New Jersey, got an in-house job at a healthcare company where I'm currently at, um, met the love of my life, divorced my ex. I'm now engaged to my new fiance, Ben. We're expecting a child in a little over a month. That's me in a nutshell. Wow. So pretty straightforward story, hey? Yeah, pretty straightforward, but also, <laughs> exactly, yeah, you're right, nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. N- yeah. No tr- no trials, no uh, no difficult stuff, just, 
just you know steady as she goes kind of path hey <laughs> steady as she goes that's it <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay well thanks for sharing that with us um obviously i knew about most of that um so we won't dive deeper into it but it's more for you know the audience to kind of know who you are and, and a bit of a context when we talk about stoicism and you know what it means for us and, and different topics and how it's helped us out so um yeah I mean it sounds like there's obviously a lot there that you mentioned that uh you know you've gone through and and uh probably a lot of difficult times where you know you've you've looked for for something to help you through it or you know you've tried to kind of deal through with things and may you know may have used different ways to approach that so uh, why don't we jump into how you learned about stoicism now? Sure. So, um, you know, I I learned about it from you. Um, you started getting into, you know, the, the Stoics and, re, you know, um, researching every one of them and just looking into the philosophy of Stoicism. And then you really resonated with it in such a way that you kind of created your own acronym for what the, you know, the, the, the discipline of stoicism um, was and how you could um, apply it to your everyday life. And it was, it was easy to understand the way that you kind of broke it down. And I appreciated that. And you talked about it, you know, at family functions and all that stuff when you went to visit Boston. So you, you were the person that I learned it from. And um, every time that I heard you talking about it, it was interesting. And I felt like I could also apply it to my own life. Uh, I don't think I've ever put in the work to truly do that, but I do, I do respect it as a kind of way of life and as a way of thinking and, and living especially. Right. And um, today when I was just, you know, preparing for, for the podcast, it just reminded me of how, how much I relate to it myself. So I really want to be more of a practicing stoic. And, um, and I think, I think it's, it's definitely possible, especially with, just remembering, you know, five, five concepts, it sounds like, right? Um, or six, visualization, I'm sorry, virtues, values, um, internalization, nature, amor fati, and momentum mori. So, yeah, each one of them are unique. I mean, I think there's a lot of overlap, some overlap between them, which we can talk about. But yeah, you're, you're the guy that introduced me to it, for sure. Yeah, and um, for sure, you you mentioned uh, you know most uh, a lot of the key concepts, and we'll we'll get into that a bit later. Um, so, do you know any practicing Stoics other than me? No, I don't. Well, yeah, I know Ryan Holiday. I'm not like friends with him or anything, but you introduced me to Stoicism, and so then I realized that there was a kind of a small modern community um, of of Stoics. This wasn't just something that you know, happened whatever hundreds of years ago or however long it happened ago, there are actually, you know, modern day smart people looking to implement this into their daily thinking. And Brian Holiday is one of them. He's probably the most famous, like modern day stoic and he's an author and all that kind of stuff. So you bought me some of his books. So he's the only other real practicing stoic I know. I have his 365 days of stoicism, a gift from you. I get his emails. Um, I follow him on Instagram and um yeah so he's he's a guy but otherwise not really i think it's i think it's um pretty rare to find a practicing stoic or at least maybe i'm not looking in the right places yeah interesting so 
So Ryan Holiday, which you haven't met, but you know he's a famous guy in the space, and then basically me as a as a real person that's not you know a famous person uh, in in the stoic world, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, and uh, you mentioned the you know his uh, his book that I got you. Have you read that? Yeah, I mean, um, I I think I most of it, you know, like. It's 365 days of, of stoic practices, right? So literally one page is one day. So it's very easy to keep up with it. But I would say I missed some of those days, right? So maybe I've read 280 of those pages out of 365. But it's, it's a great thing because you can come back to it every year. You know, you're not going to remember what December 12th said versus February 1st. So um, it's one of these books that keeps giving back. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You can, you can, you know, keep going through it forever. Right. You don't, it's not like you just read it and you're done. Right. And exactly. that's pretty much stoicism, right? It's not just, you know, you, you learn it and you're like, great, I'm, I'm done. Right. I, I know all the things. And right. Uh, so yeah, that's, um, that's an well, important yeah. part of stoicism is, is continuous uh, effort to, practice right no matter how much we've read or we know um it's about practice so it's a very practical philosophy and that's the aspect of it that i like and i'm trying to um you know i think a lot of people will benefit from so um it's worked really really well in my life and, and that's the aspect i'm trying to bring um to more people and make them aware of, of these you know incredible um philosophies of life yeah and I know, I, I'm, you know, I'm curious to ask you, I know that, you know, that you're the host and all that, but I'm curious to know if you can, in a nutshell, um, how did it change your life or how did it improve your life? Because um, I find you, you were always kind of, you were always and are now and continue to be a rational type guy. You know, you're not a highly emotional person. You aren't someone who's, you know, going to, you know, I don't know, um, worry too much about something that's already not in your control when we talk about internalization but what kind of real tangible differences did it make in your life if you could just give an example or two yeah I, I, so I, i'm not religious and i've never really had you know guiding principles or, or values or anything like that to live my life by and um yeah i i uh you know when i came upon stoicism about five years ago um, I, I just thought it was incredible. Like I found this diamond and it was a complete game changer for, you know, every aspect of my life and it, all this was free. Right. And it's just, I was so excited when I found it um, and, you know, learned everything about it and then started immediately to bring it into practice. So, you know, I make sure that I think about it and I practice every single day and, you know, I created, um, you know, many different kind of reminders and, and you know, things I may, I may meditate in the morning or in the evening. I think about it going for a walk. Um, I have, you know, reminders in terms of screen displays, like on my phone, on my watch. Um, it's all about just reminding yourself to, to practice and to, you know, when anything happens in life, to bring yourself back to your stoic principles because it is applicable thousands of times a day, you know, every single day of your life. Um, and it's it's easy to just read it and say, hey, that's interesting. Um, I like that. That makes sense. And then just never practice it. And and you will never gain anything from it if you do not practice it. So um, for me, it's it's allowed me to be more tranquil, which is something I, I very much seek. Um, I am very rational and, and practical. And so 
Um, I think it does align really well with my, the way I view things and my temperament uh, for some people that are maybe more emotional um, and less logical or, or rational. It, uh, it may not be as, um, as useful because they may find it just really goes against kind of their natural state um, and, and natural state of very heightened emotions. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, I, I, I find for those people, it's even more useful. You know, because you just you just described me, right? And I know there's probably a lot of people like me. For those guys, it's even more useful. We're, we don't want to be stuck in our emotional state. You know, we're we're looking for a way to rid ourselves of all all the worry that we bring onto ourselves. We just don't know how. And so that's been the benefit for me. Sorry for interrupting, but I think I think it really applies to everyone. The 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 currently tranquil like you, and the you know. Um, the moody and the you know emotionally um vulnerable uh that i can be so i, I and that's why i love stoicism is you can apply it to anybody yeah yeah so um and i want to come back to that and into how it's helped you especially because you're slightly you know you're more emotional than i am and less perhaps let's say cerebral in terms of you know the way you approach things um but yeah just to wrap up it's it's allowed me to be more grateful um, to mm-hmm. live in the moment, to mm-hmm. um, just appreciate everything and um, live simply um, without without having many desires or wants and just uh, appreciating exactly what I have and not wishing for things to be different, um, accepting my fate and, and welcoming it um, and um, just giving me strength to, through any situation that may occur. Um, so it's very multifaceted uh, and and so um, applicable for for anyone's life every single day, no matter what we face. It makes us stronger in the face of adversity. So it's mm-hmm. uh, completely completely changed my life, and I'll I'll never, you know, I'll never just stop um, practicing. It, it's there's no way that I could do that because. Um, it's so powerful and I've seen the results and, and the more you practice and the more you learn. Um, it's really more about practice though, rather than just continue to, to read the text. It's about practice. That's how you get better. And you'll be able to, you know, face events without really even thinking about it. It's going to be second nature, the way you react. So if something, you know, troubling happens rather than reacting right away with your emotions, you may just pause and rationally think through what just happened and what, how should I react? So more of a pause and a reflection on exactly what's happening rather than letting your uh, more primal brain just react immediately to whatever's going on and and whether it angers you or upsets you um, with stoicism you can it won't anger you or upset you Uh, so it's really powerful you mentioned that it becomes second nature does it really Um, because you mentioned both that it becomes second nature and that you have to continuously work on it so I'm guessing that both are true um, but you know, is it a lot easier now to practice? I mean, does it get easier to practice or is it always, you know, is it it always tough? Uh, It's always um, tough in terms of uh, you need to keep it in your life. You need to keep it top of mind and you need to meditate on it. You need to remind yourself of, you know, the core principles that you've got that you think are the most important out of stoicism for your life. And so it's important to bring those into your day and into your thought process. And that part, you know, uh, you find it's really helpful to have reminders in terms of I'm going to meditate twice a day. 
or I'm going to read, you know, some my favorite Stoic quotes, or I'm going to put together my own Stoic quotes, something that, you know, I think is helpful for me. So I'm going to create something much like, you know, the greats like Marcus Aurelius and Seneca did is, is put down your own thoughts on the topic and then use them to inspire yourself and to get yourself through tough times or through whatever it is that you need help with um, using the Stoic principles. So it's remembering to bring it into your life that's tougher. Um, and once you do that, you, and that'll always be a struggle to make time for it and to remember to do it, but it becoming second nature in terms of when things do happen in your life or, you know, when you are um, facing, um, you know, very joyful times or very hard times, um, it, it comes into play and your thought process changes about those times and those concepts end up coming into your mind um, because you've, you've meditated on them in the past and they're top of mind. So it's easier to access them. And uh, the more you practice in terms of the, the obstacles you face or, you know, very tough situations, they may be really difficult if, if you're just starting and you may not be successful in, in really having a stoic approach. Uh, but through um, practice, just like when you lift weights, you don't start and, and you bench press a car, you start very low weights and then you slowly build up your endurance and, and your strength. Same thing with stoicism. You start small, you practice and you know, many years down the road, you become a lot better at, uh, at facing anything that life can, can throw your way in a much more stoic approach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have one more question and then I'll let you turn it back over to me. But um, stoicism is clearly unique, right? The, the principles that you've identified and that have, you know, been around the, these ancient principles, they're, they're unique. Um, but that said, you, you find some of these principles or, or a variation of them in, in various different philosophies, various different lifestyles, mantras, cultures, etc. You know, like yoga philosophy is one. You know, when I'm sitting there listening to the yoga teacher and um, performing yoga, I hear her say all, things like, let it go. If it's not in your control, let it go. All these types of things. So again, that's internalization. But I guess my I guess my question is why stoicism? You know, you, you hear these ideas in the greater world. It's not it does it's not a it's not a total blow your brain open type of philosophy where you're like, holy shit, I never considered that. You're like, huh, that makes sense, you know, I like it, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, ideas like nature, that's I think that's pretty unique. Um, you know, uh, momentum mori is pretty unique. But this idea of internalization certainly is, is, is everywhere um, of, you know, don't focus on things that are not in your control. So I just wonder, what was it about stoicism that made you click and say, holy, holy crap, this is what I've been looking for, as opposed to like other kind of like, you know, uh, mind, mindfulness principles or, um, you know, men mental well-being or mental health or whatever it is. What, what was it about stoicism that you said this is really different? Yeah. So uh, a lot of um, like Buddhism is very similar to Stoicism. Right. Um, and, and so, and a lot of, you know, a lot of religions today, whether it's Islam or Christianity or, or, or others, um, a lot of the core values are the same. So there are a lot of similarities across all these life philosophies as well as religions in the mm -hmm. world. When I came across Stoicism, you know, I, I thought it was incredible. And, you know, I did all the research 
Um, and then I also found that there were all these other ancient philosophies mm. that were, you know, very popular around the same time, about 2,500, um, uh, 2,500 years ago or so. And, uh, or yeah, about, about 2,500 or so. Um, and, uh, they were, you know, cynicism, Epicureanism, um, you know, Buddhism was, was also very old, uh, philosophy or religion. So, um, I, I went through all of them and I really just, you know, kind of went through their tenets and, um, I, I found myself relating more to Stoicism than any of them. So even though there are similarities through some of them, um, they're my best fit with Stoicism amongst all of them. So, and, and I would encourage, you know, anyone else to go take a look. And why do you think that was what... for you? For that, 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 I don't know. That, it that it just made, it made sense for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, uh, one example with cynicism uh, is very similar to stoicism. One, one key differentiator is cynics um, believe that you can't have luxury. You can't have wealth. Uh, you must give up everything you own. You must live in complete poverty. Um, so you can't be a cynic and um, live in luxury. And you can't be a cynic and be wealthy. You can't be a cynic and own a lot of stuff. And I, I disagree with that. And stoicism's uh, approach is, yeah, you, you can actually be a stoic and you can live in luxury. You can have wealth. You can have material things, um, but you must be indifferent to those material things. So you they do not own you. You own them. And if at any point they're taken away from you, you are unharmed. You're unperturbed. So it, you don't care is the thing so you can enjoy them but if they're ever taken away from you you're fine with it so that's the difference and so that really resonated with me i didn't think i I had to give up all my things and live in poverty to to practice i I don't agree with that so that's that's a big one there and that cynicism was one of the really closest ones and then buddhism but buddhism is is also you know a religion um and i am not religious so um it didn't really speak to me i wasn't looking for a religion because i'm not trying to believe in some um believe in a god um it, I, it's i'm far more practical than that so yeah it, it, across all of them i just you know the more i read the more i looked at the differences on key topics uh it was the best fit for what made sense to me and the way i'd like to live yeah Listen, I know I said that was my last question, but I do have one more question. So for me, I've always found philosophy in general very hard to digest. Um, You know, yeah, I might be an emotional person, but I'm also a very practical person. I can be extremely practical. I am in my career and in in the way that I speak to people and in, in, in my actions. Um, and so philosophy was always so tough because it was there was so much writing first. First of all, philosophy is ancient, and reading these texts was always such a headache to me. And I'm wondering, was that challenging for you? Because clearly, you know, you had to read a lot of these old texts um, to understand Stoicism. Then you then you said you read cynicism and Buddhism and and Epicurus, all the all these other ones, right? So. But specifically speaking of stoicism, did you find it challenging or was this because I know some people just tune into it, you know, Um, and they just get it and they love kind of the mental gymnastics of it. Me, I never could get into it. And I wonder, was that a challenge for you or was it kind of uh, a pleasure? Yeah, 
I would say that, you know, when you read, um, when you read writings by, you know, the authors and um, all these philosophies of life, they're different than just, you know, uh, writings of philosophers uh, that are newer age. Um, so that, you know, we're in the 1500s or, or closer to today. Um, and so it's not just theoretical concepts of philosophy, like, you know, what is free will or, or those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So I, I would differentiate uh, philosophies of life um, from philosophy. So mm-hmm. um, I have read philosophy and, and philosophical works, and I do also find them, you know, kind of challenging or um, just they don't really hit home because they're so theoretical. They're not practical. So I, I didn't enjoy that, especially some concepts are very interesting, but it's not something for me. So I found reading the works on, on how to live a good life, which is what stoicism mm. is. And a lot of these other philosophies are, that is the question they try to answer. And then they just meditate uh, and talk about different things on how to live a good life. So um, some writers are uh, more challenging to understand. It also depends on the interpretations because all of them uh, have been interpreted and then translated mm. uh, by, by different people. So if you get a good you know, translation um, slash interpretation, that's really helpful. And um, authors like you know, Marcus Aurelius, he, he's a bit uh, more indirect and his writings were to himself. So it's a bit more difficult to understand, whereas like Seneca, he was writing for someone else. He knew his writings would be read by others. And so they were very, you know, they're in an essay style. They're very direct, easy to understand. So I, I like Seneca's uh, works the best because they were the clearest and easiest to understand exactly what he is saying. Got it. Super interesting. Yeah, so I want to come back to how has uh, Stoicism helped you live a better life? Kind of same question you asked me. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm really not as um, as much of a practicing Stoic as you are. So, um, for me, it's helped me um, kind of just from moment to moment when I do tap into it, which is not often enough. Um, but again, today when I was preparing for this podcast, you know, several of the concepts really hit home to me, right? Because um, I struggle with death, right? So the idea of momento mori and just accepting that this is going to happen, it's not something I can avoid. No one on earth has avoided it. Why would I? I'm not going to be able to. So accepting this thing um, and just trying to live your life, um, you know, with, with, with reason and virtue with no regrets until you die is, is the point. Right. And, and that's how to be mindful. That's how to be in the moment. That's how to be grateful. There's so many other big, important, powerful concepts tied to that. So that definitely I need to work on and, and will help me so much. So I can certainly relate to that. Um, Internalization or, or I'm sorry, visualization is, um, is, a really powerful one too, because we don't think often enough. I, I don't think often enough about all the things I do have and how crappy life would be if I didn't have them, such as, you know, my health, such as my arms, clothes, an apartment I have, you know, my, my fiance, the job, 
um, my vision, just all these things that you really do take for granted. You focus on the things that you don't have. So I think that's a big one. Um, internalization is, is just to yeah. jump in there. Uh, it's so it's negative visualization. Um, just to just to clarify. Um, and that's where you kind of imagine that you don't have what you have. Right. So it's like, wow, you know, I imagine my life if I didn't have uh, my house, right. Mm-hmm. Or a roof mm-hmm. over my head, or if I, if I didn't have my arms, how, how would that mm-hmm. be? So it makes you appreciate your arms. And um, the other day I actually, you know, realized um, I think I was listening to a podcast and uh, it was, there's, Two, two different types of negative visualization, actually. And uh, one is retrospective and one's perspective. So retrospective is, um, you know, I'm so happy that, you know, I have these things because, you know, I can continue to do all these things and, and I can continue to enjoy them or I can continue to use my arms. So that's a great asset to me. Thank you. So it's thinking about, um, so that's more perspective. It's like looking forward that you're thankful that you have these things, whether it's relationships or, um, you know, parts of your body or material things. And um, you look forward and say, if I didn't have them, how would my life be going forward? And then the retrospective one is to say, well, look at all of the amazing things or amazing times that I was able to have because of these things. So even if they were taken away from me today, I have had, I've been so grateful to have them all this time so you look backwards rather than looking forwards very very cool i like that a lot um yeah the the backwards looking one is super interesting because you say look at how look at how blessed i've been already you know like the future is not yet written but look how wonderful of a life i've already had look what wonderful experiences i've already had and to be grateful for them so i like that one a lot for me um internalization is the hardest um it's uh and so is um, morfaki that one is tough i feel like they're very similar um i may be wrong and maybe you can clarify but um and clearly that you know they have their differences but um yeah internalization it's like just worry about what you can control you know and this is the one that i think can help me the most in my life is you know there are things that you, so much of life you can't control, so little of life you can control. So focus on that. Use your energy on that. So, 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 so again, like, you know, I can relate to these concepts and um, I need to practice them more. So uh, I think that the way they've benefited my life is just to know that they exist and to tap into them whenever I remember. And clearly, you know, we started off the podcast talking about how stoicism is a very practical philosophy and for it to work for you you've got to practice it it's a lifelong thing um as are most wonderful things in life like a happy marriage you've got to work on it like your health you've got to continue to work on it you can't ever you know just give up and expect something to be there so and and so it is with stoicism and so i think that you know my job going forward is to actually do a better job practicing these things and at some point today on, on the on the show, I'd love to talk with you about how to actually practice. I heard you say a couple things um, earlier. You said to um, go through quotes that you like. You said maybe to create your own quotes. You said to meditate. But I think one thing that would be really helpful for beginners like me is exactly how do you do that thing? You know, how do you practice? What does that look like? Do you sit down? 
and read? Do you talk to yourself when you're on a walk? Um, do you have notes in your car that remind you? Like, you know, how does how does that look? So, but yeah, but but one thing that's just to close this thought, once you know, the most helpful for me is to know that this philosophy exists. And in a way, it's like, hey, really smart guys hundreds of years ago thought about this. And they were going through the same stuff you are, you know, different issues, but they were going through these mental hurdles and they were looking for a way out. They were looking for a life that made more sense and that was more tranquil, using your word. And this is what they came up with. So why don't you just trust that? You know, so it's kind of like there's this there's this rule that's been written and it can help you, but you're not following it. Right. And so when I when I pull that rule back into my consciousness, I think, shit. It, it almost gives me permission not to worry, you know, because I think a lot of people with anxiety like me feel like they kind of have to think about it in order to maybe gain some control over it. And so for me, it's just this idea of, Hey, you can, re- you can release that you're allowed to release it. There's this other thing that you should be doing. No, no one can control these, these things. They're, they're not in your control. So just let it go. And so that's helpful for me. It's so, somebody gives me permission to to not continue to, you know, have these um, these ruminating thoughts. And so I really like that. And I'm able to let it go. I really am in that moment. It comes back, of course. But in that moment, I'm able to let it go. So I know that this can work for me. I just have to practice it more. Like you said, you know, you're not going to bench press a thousand pounds the first day at the gym. And so in that way, it's very um, encouraging to know that, hey, this thing, this thing works. You just got to keep investing in it. That's right. Yeah. So you talked about so far, you've talked about you know, negative visualization and internalization. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the other the, the other concepts that I think are really key in stoicism. So how about virtues or virtues slash values, whatever you wish? Um, has that been something you've thought about or, you know, has that been helpful at all or, or is, have you mainly focused on the other two? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I, I think the ones that I relate to most are um, the internalization. When I say relate to, I mean, it's hard for me to do, but I understand it very well. Um, the, the uh, negative visualization I, I need to do more of. Uh, momento mori, I, I need to overcome because I have a giant fear of death. Amor fati is very difficult. Virtues and values I never focus on. I never focus on. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good person. Um, I feel like I want the same luxuries that you, you want and that you, you know, thank God stoicism allows you. And um, yeah, I don't really think too much about it. I mean, clearly that's a gap, right? In my stoic, um, uh, my, my, my practicing of stoicism. But yeah, no, I mean, I certainly could improve on that, right? Because I don't often think like, am I being a good friend? You know, I mean, unless it's, unless it's very obvious that I'm not being a good friend, usually I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't ever find myself like chasing really, really hollow materialistic things. So I don't think that that's a huge issue for me. But, but yeah, I mean, I could absolutely improve on the things that I value in my life, the things that I spend my time doing. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to equilibrium now um, in the last 
trimester of my pregnancy, I'm working out like, um, I wouldn't say a maniac, but I'm taking care of my body. I'm eating better. I'm um, uh, exercising more. I'm remembering my roots, you know, and the roots of a good life and what my virtues should be. And clearly they're not all self-centered and about health and all that kind of stuff. But but I, I could I could do a much better job at that one. I don't think about that one too much. I, I guess for me, that one, quote unquote, comes the easiest, whereas the other ones are really tough. Right. And so the other ones, um, as in internalization and negative visualization. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm also talking about the last two momentum mori and amor fati, right? Okay. Yeah. And then there's nature. Nature. Let's talk about nature. That one is a doozy. So yeah. So all the other ones I get and they're challenging virtues, values. I should work on more, but I feel like I got it. So I just ignore it nature I don't get nature you know so when I think of nature I think okay do natural things like don't get plastic surgery and go for hikes but then is that what it means I don't know so can you explain to us what nature actually means yeah I mean it it's interpretive so um you know it could mean something different to you than it does to me can I ask um, an important question does that mean that we've just made up, you've made up this entire philosophy? Like, could we be reading into this thing completely wrong? Or is this a fact, the things that we've been talking about? I mean, it's an interpretation of works, right? So um, all of, you know, the authors like Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus and, and all the other guys, you know, they, um, these are, this is what they got, right? So uh, it's an evolving So they said these things? And Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they've they've meditated on these things, and of course, you know, the different words and different things were um, made sense uh, twenty five hundred years ago or two thousand years ago right. when, when they did these right. writings. So a lot of these writings must be interpreted and in, in saying like, well, what did they really mean by that? So there is a lot of interpretation left up to the reader, and and then you don't just take what they've said because you know that's their wisdom. And you need to create it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So to, for it to really work, you need to take what they said and think about it and say, does that make sense for me? And do I agree with that? And maybe you don't, and that's okay. And then you just don't, don't use that part of the philosophy, right? There's no rule book. Mm. Um, you take what they have and maybe you mm. build on it. Maybe you make something that works for you, maybe that they didn't even mm. consider and you make it your own. That's how it's going to work best for you. So with nature, um, my best interpretation from all my, the writings um, that I've read and then my own, you know, reflections on them and how I've built on it and what it means to me is um, to be in line with, you know, what it is to be a man, right? So, or a woman. Um, I like to, th- yes, if you're a woman, be a woman. If you're a man, be a man. Um, you know, if you're a child, be if a child. If you're somewhere else uh, on the spectrum, so, you can be that too. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. Anything, whatever you are, you know, if you're a dog, be a dog. Um, It's all about, you know, we're all different creatures. And it's when we try to, it's when we go against our primal nature of, you know, if a man tries to be a dog or vice versa, that doesn't work. And every single, you know, creature in in the world um, is, is just what they were supposed to be. They don't try to be anything else except human beings. 
we fight our nature a lot and that's where we get into, into trouble. So if, um, if we try to embrace our nature um, for what we are, which is social creatures, you know, here to, to build, to create, to, um, you know, to, to have a meaningful life and to experience a full life for what it, for whatever creature you are, that's all that we're here to do. Um, so that's for me, I, you know, that comes back to that. And, um, also it comes back to, you know, if you look to nature, um, and try to do natural things, meaning, um, you know, nature doesn't, doesn't ask a lot. Um, and you don't need a lot to survive in nature. Um, so some simple things that, you know, to bring this into practice, well, yeah, you know, maybe it's, it's more natural to be awake during the day and asleep at night. Um, it's natural to eat natural food and not artificial food. Um, try to do things that, um, when it comes to say food or drink that actually satiate you. So, um, there are many options we have these days for drinks or for food that actually don't, um, cure you of thirst or hunger. They actually make you hungrier because there's no nutrients in what you're eating because it's not real food or if drinks you're having are aren't aren't actually created to take away your thirst so if you look to nature well water water is is the natural drink um and then food you know plants um are, are the natural food and, and other things i mean if you eat meat that's also very natural if you go back to you know human history um so that's when i think of it of trying to live a natural life so it's being in nature more outside it's it's being awake during natural hours um and what this is just what it means for me it could mean something completely different for someone else maybe they you know they interpret the readings differently um and this is one of the tenets that's really Mm -hmm. really broad and many people would have different interpretations and they may not agree with what i'm saying they may disagree with what I'm saying and it's completely fine. Uh, you know, you have to come up with um, how this na- natural tenant uh, plays into your life and what you want to do with it. Right. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Earlier you said um, in, in, in the answer that you just gave, you said that, you know, stoicism is an interpretive philosophy and, and this type of stuff. And that, you know, you take what you, um, can relate to and, and you may throw away other concepts that you don't I'm curious what have you discarded in your molding your own stoic philosophy are there certain things that you read that you said no that's that's I can't relate to that or that's just not me or um I don't I don't want to live that way no I haven't in stoicism I haven't that's the thing in other philosophies yes stoicism I haven't and just to, you know, wrap up the, the concepts, you know, so we just talked about nature, talked about internalization, um, talked about negative visualization, talked about virtues. Um, and then there's the two kind of um, secondary concepts. In my view, in my, you know, acronym that I've created, this VVIN, um, that's the way I remember stoicism is those four. It's really simple for me and everything around stoicism. I could bucket into those four categories, even a more fatty, which is, um, you know, love your fate. That one for me falls into internalization. Yeah. Um, so 
you could break it out, but it is, it is, could be part of internalization. And then, um, and then, and then memento mori, you know, remember you will die. Um, that one, um, you know, kind of comes into negative, well, negative visualization and nature. Exactly. So it, it falls into those. They're broken out because they're so powerful. Um, so I do like to think about them, um, on their own also and give them more space than say, you know, other concepts that would fall into different buckets. Um, but yeah, they're, so I remember it in just that acronym VVIM and then, um, a more fatty and momentum warrior just on the side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to, um, come back and ask you, so, you know, of, of those ones that we just discussed, you know, what do you think the most valuable is for your life? Which concept? Internalization. Internalization. In practice. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, what about, which one is the hardest to understand? Yeah, well, you know, like we just discussed, probably nature. Um, but now that we talked about it, I have a much better understanding of it. Um, but... Yeah, maybe nature or even virtues and values, even though it's pretty easy. Um, I feel like maybe maybe it's hard to understand because it seems so easy. You know, is, is there more to it than that? Maybe can we take a couple of minutes to talk about that? And also, are they separate? So or I, are they I lost the you for the last 20 seconds. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. My my superfluous iWatch started playing or Apple Watch started playing some music and I thought I lost you, but we're back. So can you just rewind 20 seconds? Yeah, sure. So I was saying that for me, the one that um, I can, I want to um, uh, implement in my life the most and the most important one to me is internalization and the most difficult one to understand. Um, I think, as we just discussed, would probably be the nature. However, we talked about it and I have a better understanding of it. So then I kind of moved to virtues and values. And I said that maybe because it seems so easy, that one actually might be also the toughest to understand. And I asked you to explain about virtues and values. And then, and then I said, are they even different or are they the same thing? I know that they comprise two separate V's in VVIN, but are we talking about the same so concept So it's only here? one V and I, I like virtues. Um, so the second V is for negative visualization. Yeah. So just, okay. just think Got of it, it as virtues. Um, some people, you know, it, it's, it's, they're not sure what, what that means, but think about it as values if, if that confuses you. So, you know, what do you value, right? Um, and it's, okay. it's actually interesting because, you know, the opposite side of that, the flip side is vices, right? So it's, it's pretty much vir- virtues and vices, mm. right? Mm. Um, and they're, they're one, like one because some people, some people's virtue is another person's vice and, and, there are many vices that, um, or many vices that are actually virtues for some people. So it's it's interesting, and, and Stoicism has very particular um, vices and virtues. But a lot of people would say, well, that's that's not a vice, you know. How is how is fame a vice? How is seeking to be really wealthy a vice? How is um, you know wanting to live forever a vice? And how is wanting to consume excessively a vice right but um stoicism would say those are so yeah so that got it so that's the virtues um 
And, you know, which one would you say is the hardest to apply, like in real life? Um, yeah, probably, I think internalization, you know, absolutely. I think that most people would agree that that is the hardest to apply. It's, it's very difficult to relinquish control of something that you think is in your control. You know, it's hard not to worry about things that you can't control because they're still a part of your life. They're a part of your reality. You have to go to that appointment. You know, you have to talk to that person. You have to um, overcome that thing. And even though you can do all of the work that will prepare you best in order to succeed at whatever thing that you are worried about, you still kind of want to be able to control the outcome, right? And I think that that's, the driving force of humanity, right? It, it has so much to do with ambition and so much to do with um, growth and challenge and self-improvement. And um, obviously, you know, there's, there are elements of, of, you know, control and power there and maybe even paranoia and, you know, anxiety and all these types of things. But there, it's, that's the toughest one. You know, I think that for most people, it's, it would be, internalization which um as you said earlier is very similar to amor fati which clearly is very difficult as well but if we're just thinking vzin it's internalization but if we were if we were to consider i I mean amor fati and memento mori also um throwing them in there um i i i would say for me it's it's uh amor fati so um agreeing with you that it that's the most difficult to actually apply because Amor Fati says, mm-hmm. um, not only will I, you know, accept my fate, which is already very difficult, right? If something terrible happens to you, or something that you think is terrible has happened to you, you might say, you know, why me? How could this happen? You might be really angry. You might be mad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amor Fati would say, well, you, first of all, you accept your fate. Uh, but we're going to take it a step further. You don't just say this is how it should be and I will accept it you say I welcome this I wish for nothing to be different and I welcome exactly what has happened so you you open your arms to it not just acceptance but embrace of what has happened to you even if it's extremely negative so I think that is yeah I think that is that's really tough uh, you know if, if this if there were levels to stoicism that would be one of the final levels of um of how you, oh, for sure. you master that yeah. one um, if you can even oh, ever certainly. master it, right? Why do they tell you to do that? I mean, what is the benefit of that? I mean, it, it seems like a little obvious. If you don't resist it, maybe the outcome will be better. Is that it? Or what What, what do they say? Tranquility. Why do that? So to not let anything outside of your control upset you, to mess with your tranquility. Um, if you cannot... If you cannot accept your fate, because fate will always deal, you know, cards your way and sometimes you won't like them. So you're going to be perturbed by it. You might be upset and there's no reason to be because you can't do anything about it. Um, And so you're just going to you're going to be in a far better place if you not if you don't. So if you don't fight it, but also if you embrace it, you're just going to have a more positive outlook and you're going to look at it as 
an opportunity, as an opportunity to get better, to test yourself, to grow. So it's just a, a, a more um, purposeful and, and um, natural outlook on life um, and on the events that happen to you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just going to be a better person mm-hmm. through those events if you embrace them mm-hmm. and wish for nothing to be different. Um, you're going to make the best out of it, right? Versus just being okay with what happened. Yeah. That's a really powerful concept. I mean, incredibly powerful. So tell us how you implement stoicism into your daily life. How do, how does one practice stoicism? How should I begin to become a stoic in practice and in yes. real life? Um, and, you know, we're, um, we're going to wrap up right away here. So this is, um, this is a good way to kind of wrap up our conversation. Um, so uh, the way I do it is, like I said, I have, um, you know, I, I have an Instagram page and I post my favorite Stoic quotes on there every morning. So that's a great reminder. And I take kind of the quote into the day with me, whatever it is that I post. I have, you know, I have screensavers or, or backgrounds on my watch, on my phone um, that remind me of, v- and I just have VVIN. And then I have Amor Fati and Memento Mori just written down and I created it myself. It's just a design. Um, so every time I look at my watch, every time I look at my phone, there it is. There's a reminder of my life philosophy and to always have it around. I also have a daily, uh, a daily tracker for things I like to do every day or, or, you know, four or five times a week, whatever it may be for like a habit tracker. And I have a check mark for every day and I have to check off, you know, did I meditate on VVIN today? And uh, if I did not, well, I'll check that off and I know I'm falling behind and I'm not, I'm not, giving myself that uh, ability to strengthen myself and to practice because I'm forgetting to keep it top of mind. So most helpful for me is to actually meditate on it myself. And so it's when I go for a walk, I will run through uh, VVIN, run through what each one is, as well as Amor Fati and Memento Mori. Um, And I will just say, you know, have I been living my life according to each specific principle? what's happening to me right now what's happening in my day can I apply any of these concepts to anything that I'm facing this day anything that I'm facing in the future what's occupying my mind is my mind in the right place am I striving for the right things just to keep myself on track with you know what how I want to live so it's that meditation with my own thoughts and that check the check of are you actually living um, in line with uh, stoic principles, the ones that you want to live in line with. And if I'm not, it's an opportunity to correct my path. You know, I'm going on a walk in about an hour. So I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I'm going to go over all of the principles and try to correct my path. Yeah. Thanks for inspiring me. You're welcome. Brother. And if, if it doesn't work, think about, you know, you could create your own way um, of what makes sense for you in, in, in your day or in your life. But the point is to, to think about it mm-hmm. um, and then to always bring it into practice. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think that we should end on today's Instagram uh, VVIN uh, quote. I think it was so great. I love it. Do you want to remind us what it was? Yeah. Euripides said it. 
and he said, do not consider painful what is good for you. Right. Isn't, isn't that brilliant? I love it. It's and how many brilliant. times do we consider those things painful that are good for us, right? Exactly. All the time. All the time we choose to look at the pain and the fear instead of the positivity, the optimism, and the, the growth that these That's things right. can bring us. The things that we want, the things that we want, and we're happy we have, but then we still have to walk through trials and tribulations to get them, and the pain That's turns right. us off. And but it's just, you know, this whole thing is about perspective, yeah. right? Okay. Well, why don't we leave thing. it there? This was excellent. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and uh, being my second guest. Um, this was really great. And uh, thanks for sharing, you know, and, and kind of going through and, and uh, meditating on some of these ideas with me. And um, yeah, maybe we'll have you back in the future and you, we could see how you know, how, how you've decided to bring it into your day and, and um, any sort of uh, helpful uh, tips you've you've adopted or any progress that you've made or anything else you want to share. That sounds great. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. All on. right. Enjoy your walk. Okay, okay. thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.